to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, happy holidays. It is the end of the year. By the time most of you listen to this episode, it will be the new year. So happy new years. <laughs> Thank you all for supporting my show throughout this whole past year by listening to it. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Everybody on my show is anonymous. I change everyone's voices. If you want to be on the show, you can send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or just DM me on Instagram or Twitter. It's at strictanonymous. That's my name over on Instagram, at strictanonymous. It's also that same one on Twitter. If you want to leave a naughty confession, I changed the voices there too. While remaining anonymous, you could call my confessions hotline. You could call it 24-7. I don't pick up that phone. So don't text me or anything there. But you could leave your confession there. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. I post those episodes or those confessions on my Patreon. My Patreon is a really fun place where I post anonymous pics of my guests. The Today's guest, I have a lot of anonymous pics of him. I post Q&As. I have some specific levels for specific fetishes. There's a panios one. I call those guys over there my hosers. There's a cross-dressing tier strictly for cross-dressers. I call those guys over there my girls. Okay. There's extra content in those tiers. All of those tiers not only get the fetish extra content stuff, they also get all the stuff that the other tier has, which is all the anonymous picks, all of my episodes early and ad free, as well as Q&As and other fun stuff. So if you want to join my Patreon, go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The lowest tier for all the picks and the early ad free episodes and just to support my show is just $5 a month and you can cancel at any time. People cancel, they come back, totally cool with me. Anyway, what else do I have to tell you? If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my show. If you want to comment about any of the episodes, go to my YouTube. Now, this is Fetish Fridays, and I have Ron. Oh, my God, poor Ron. I taped this episode so long ago. There was a lot of editing that needed to go down to make this episode sound correct. And so I sat on it for a really long time. But I am finally airing Ron's episode. Ron has been there, done that. He has like sent me pics, I think I told you, okay? Because he got into like branding and all kinds of stuff. And he showed me or sent me some like really interesting branding pics because he talks about it. And then I'm like, I didn't really understand the branding thing, but he actually sent in pics to explain. So I have pics of Ron over on my Patreon if you want to see them. All the information I just gave you before is in the in the description. But anyway, Ron called in to talk about how he's been like heavily into the BDSM community. He's done a bunch of threesomes. He's been to doms. He was like, has a lot of friends in the kink.com community. Do you know that website? He's been in like a couple of videos. He's just like, 
he was in that world. So he met a lot of people and hooked up with some of the doms on there and then wound up in their videos. He was married a couple times, but not anymore. He gets in relationships with some of these dominatrix that he's had, as well as some high-end escorts that he's seen. And he talks about those relationships and how he's helped them. He's guy. He talks about why he'd rather date professional escorts, why he prefers that. That's what he does across the board. He's not getting married anymore. He talks about some forced buy situations that his dom set up for him. He talks about the parties that he's thrown and the doms that he hires and what exactly goes down, how much he pays for it, his long-term relationships, like I said, with some of them. Not only here in the U.S., but also overseas he went to some brothels when he was traveling and there was one girl in particular that he helped and he tells that story as well as so many more specific stories like I said he also sent in pics of his branding and all kinds of things that he talks about in this episode and the whips and the marks and the branding (laughs) those are on my patreon but anyway let me get to it and finally air Ron's episode okay I'm gonna be right back on with Ron this is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I'm not calling you slut. What do you want me to call you for the show? And I'm taping this part because this is hilarious. I ask him, what a welcome slut. Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I ask you, what do you want to be called for the show? And you say, call me slut. Oh, my God. Make up a name. Call me Ron. Ron? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Ron. So, Ron, so you have an escort, you have like a, you know, prostitution thing, you have like play parties, you have the videos, you have a lot of stuff like that, right? Yep. I started actually meeting sex professionals. The funny part is that I was like 18, driving a car in the street. I was with a friend of mine. We saw a girl that worked there. She was about, she was about 19 or 20. She was a little older than us. She approached the car, we started talking, and we never did anything with her. We just became friends. And because we were living at that time, the type of car that I had, it wasn't in the U.S., but it was an old American car. And this is the type of car that pimps in there used to use. And she was independent. So she liked the idea that we are friends and we drove, you know, once, twice a week by her job just to say hi. And so the other girls saw that she had a pimp, so they didn't tell their pimp that she doesn't, and they will try to take her and make him pay them their commissions. Oh, that's smart. So, this, so you guys like were like her beard. Yeah, we like her cover. Yeah, we like the cover that she doesn't have any pimps. Yeah, smart. So we never had any sexual thing with her. We just one time we drove, she asked me, Can you drive fast? I say, Yeah. She just exposed her breast to the guy in the car next door, and she told him, if you catch me, you can fuck me, and, and tell me, now drive. Let's see how fast you can go. Okay. Now, with any of your wives, did you ever get into any of the crazy stuff that you're going to tell me about? Was this the stuff that we're going to discuss, all stuff that you did, like, behind their back or before them or after them? With my second ex, we had an agreement that as long as she doesn't know what I do, she doesn't care. Okay. And I told her, if you're doing something, please uh, give me all the details I like to know. Right. It would turn you on. 
Yeah, and she never told me. But one time when she came and she went into bed and I went down on there, she was so wet it looked like she had sex with somebody just before. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I, mean, I never asked her. She never mentioned it, but it's... Uh, but that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I started having like a cum eating fetish. And the many guys, usually a lot of my sex work encounter are just happy ending in the massage. Mm-hmm. And many times, so guys tell the girl, you know, make me eat my cum after I'm done. And most of them, after they come, they change their mind. The girl never tried to force it on them. And... I was like that, you know, every time I took on, you change your mind. Till one time I was in a dungeon in the Netherlands, and then I told the girl, and that was in the BDSM dungeon, and we played a bit. And then I told her, you know, after I come, I can eat it, so she said, no problem. Even though I changed my mind, she forced me. I was tied up, and I had no much of not to no other option. Right. And, but obviously you were there like as a sub. So in that kind of situation. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, it was, it was okay. Suddenly I had the guts to get my fantasy into reality. Right. And the fantasy was you wanted to be a submissive. Yeah, the fantasy was that I wanted to be forced to eat my cum. Oh, okay. So I said, why to waste it, right? And so how did you get into the whole dungeons thing? So like, I mean, you've been divorced for a long time, for 17 years. And so I, you've had enough time to really play and get into all the things that you're into. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The, the, the past 17 years. So I started, uh, usually it's, uh, I went to a place in LA and then I moved to San Francisco and there was a place there that I went to and I became friends with the... Uh, on the place, and then she opened another one. She moved to another location, which is still running it. And she started she start doing having a open play parties there for oh. the communities, the open play parties. I found out that a type of exhibition is that I like usually to do all this shit in front of other people. <laughs> I don't know why you make me laugh. Okay, so you went, started going to these swinger parties, and then realize that you like to do or have sex in front of other people and have them watch? Or did you like to be a submissive and you're calm in front of people you were doing? Yeah, that was part of it, yeah. OMG, yes, short for Oh My God, yes, is a website dedicated to women's sexual health and pleasure. And the good news is it's not just for women. It's great for men and couples as well. OMG Yes is full of detailed science-based advice regarding female pleasure, and you get it all in up-close and personal videos. Everything from how to start and enhance you or your partner's sexual pleasure, as well as go way beyond it. Want to know how to edge and have multiple orgasms? There are a ton of tips on OMG Yes. I've used OMG Yes a lot, and I have to say, I love what they're doing. It's all super open. There's no shame surrounding anything that they're talking about, and it's honestly way overdue. So what are you waiting for? Go to OMG Yes dot com slash strictly anon for a special discount that's omgyes.com slash strictly anon 
or just go to the description and click on the link to sign up for OMGS now. Yeah, it's, uh, I was in my cam getting pissed on, getting hot iron branding, getting pegged. Wait, 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 branding? Yes. What did you just say? What was that? Yes. Branding, what's that? Like you getting, like they take that, they put they like take a, a piece, They take a surgical metal piece. Okay. And they, and they heat it up. They write their initials on your chest with it. Does it ever go away? No. Oh my God. How many initials do you have on your chest? Two. <laughs> so you like the pain. I mean, I was going to say, did it hurt? But that doesn't matter. That's a part of it, right? Obviously. Yeah. I don't like the pain. I like when the pain is stopped. So you, need to, you see, the way, the way I see it, it's uh, you have a certain level of comfort zone. Right. Okay? Uh-huh. If you're going to have sex or have an orgasm now, okay, so that puts you in a higher level of comfort. That puts you in the enjoyment part, right? Yes. So the fun that you're having is between the, your comfort zone and the higher level, right? Right. Now, when you go into the BDSM and you go into some pain, some other shit that take your comfort zone and push you down and down and down of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And after that, you're having the orgasm. So the distance between the lower and the lower zone and the higher zone, it's much bigger. So you're having much more fun. Do you see my logic? Yeah, totally. And so you did that twice. Because, I mean, I would just, I overthink things, you know. So I would be like, you know, you get branded with someone's initials on. Like, what are you going to explain? Like, the next person that you're you're with, and maybe if you ever want to have a relationship again. I mean, I don't know. Are you going to put it out there? Like, I like to go, you know to dungeons and get branded i don't i don't know like you know did you ever were you ever concerned with that you see it's i figure out as you're getting older yeah you don't give a fuck about what other things Uh, yeah you're right right how old are you now by the way ron what are we calling you what's your name slut ron that's right yesterday was my birthday happy birthday how old were you yesterday 66 oh nice number six six okay so yeah and you're so you're single since you're and like 49 don't, don't, 50 don't, yeah. don't ask me how to celebrate unless you want to okay well does it go with my show <laughs> of course of course Tell there, was us. A little, there was a little play party yeah okay, the, on day 11 okay mm-hmm. so and actually i met two girls on fat life yeah. So I invite them to the party. So I was celebrating, tying up to the bed, one sitting on my face and the other one sucking my dick. Right. And you arranged this for your birthday or did one of your friends set this all up? <laughs> no, it was some guy that he organized once a month a party and I took advantage of it and invited the girls. And... Right, right, right. And then, and then did your thing there at the party. Yeah, and told them, what, uh, hey, if you want to play, let's play. And how do you find these girls on FetLife? Because I feel like a lot of people, what a lot of people complain about as far as like the men complaints is like, oh, you go on websites like that and all the women or solo women, you know, it's hard to find the real ones. Like there's a lot of fake people on those places. How do you find not one girl, but two girls to come and play with you? Were they girls that you've known before? I found found one that I met before. Yeah. And uh, and she brought the other one with her friends. So she brought the least. 
Oh, all right. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So you must have a lot of friends in this community since you've been in it for like 17 years. You said that you made friends with the one woman who was running that one party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I have most of the of my friends in the community are, some of them used to, to play for uh, king.com mm-hmm. site. Well, I remember this. Me and you did have a, another conversation before, so I know a little bit. Right. You've been in one of their videos, kink.com. Yeah, I've been in one of those videos. And some of the members of the kink.com used to have, a, they still have a motorcycle club. They call it the Legion of Sin. And back then, I was riding a bike, and in one of the rides, I had an accident in road scenes. So a lot of them used to ride motorcycles, so they were in the clubs. And all the people in the clubs were just into the BDSM community. So it's, so that's the, the way I met some. Wait, so what was the name of the motorcycle club? Legions of Sin? Uh-huh. Okay, so that a lot of those people that are a member of that motorcycle club are also on or featured on or in videos in kink.com. Is that what you're saying? No, I say some of them right. used, to be, used to work, but some used to work behind the scenes, some in front of the camera. Okay. And, uh-huh. and, and, and uh, other members was just people that are into the BDSM community. Okay, right. So they're all into kink in some in one way, shape, or yeah. form. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because the Senko people that used to do the that used to work for kink, so they used to come to events in the San Francisco. So this is where you met. So you met other people, and obviously we all have other interests behind the BDSM and the sexual aspects. Right, but tell me how you wind up in a kink dot com video. Well, one of the things in King.com, they have things they call public grace. Public disgrace. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in this event, so they, you get invited. So they, build, they make a place look like the one that I was participating, they make a place look like a gallery and people coming to watch the art on the wall. Okay, And then a girl there that to be abused and they let some of the people that are like, like the audience to play with her as well. I wasn't naked there. I just used my hand and my fingers on her. And then I had a friend that he didn't know about me being in it, but a couple of years later, suddenly bring me like a disc on a, like, you know, like a memory key. Oh yeah. 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 An SD. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. A memory card or whatever. Yeah. So I bring a memory card and he said, here, I saw your video. (laughs) (laughs) Your fucking face. You allowed your face on it. Oh, my goodness. You weren't like in a mask or anything. No, no, it wasn't my face. It's okay. Hey, I'm playing there. So if somebody watching it, so he can feel jealous. I don't care. Right, your what your point is is like if they're watching yeah, it, they're into I the was, same thing, was, yeah. And, and and I was just I wasn't naked and I wasn't doing, you know, yeah. And then I had the message that she was using clips for clips for sale, so I play with some of her in her clips. So on those clips, I did wear a mask. Oh, okay. Oh, so in another clip, you did wear yeah. a mask where you did play around with them. Yep. Yeah. So no one would see who you are. Now, 
you have all these friends in the lifestyle because you've been there for a while. We'll go back to a lot of the stuff that you did. But real quick, do you have like people in your regular life? Do any of them know what you do besides the guy that had the, you know, found your video? Do I know everything that they do? Well, do, I mean, you're pretty much involved. I would say you're in the lifestyle, you know, and you're, it sounds like you're pretty involved in it and you know a lot of people and you've been doing it for so long. So yeah, does anybody know about the kind of lifestyle you lead? The only one that knows a little bit, but not everything, okay? mm-hmm. it's, my, it's my daughter. Okay, let's unpack that. <laughs> Alpha, what do you mean your daughter is the only one that knows? How does she know? Uh, she, does, she, do, she doesn't know all the things, but she knows that I'm in the community and that, uh, that I go to play parties. That's it. She doesn't know exactly what I do there. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Doesn't, she doesn't know about the videos, mm-hmm. shit, but, but the rest of the people, I'm mostly, I have very, maybe I have two friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm mostly a lone wolf. It's uh, I'm my work. I always time all the time on the road. I don't get to meet too much people. I don't get involved with too many people. Oh, okay. So you work solo. Like whatever you do, you work on your own. Uh, yep, I work solo, and that's. Uh, Are you a truck driver? Yep. Oh, I love my truck driver. I can't tell you how many guys write in to my show and they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm a truck driver and I listen to your podcast when I'm driving. I just like to know who's listening. You know, it's interesting to me. Yeah. That, I have a lot of truck got, drivers. That's yeah. The way, that's the way I listened to you the first time. Yeah. So, so okay. Yeah. So your daughter, so how to put like, how does the conversation come up that like, oh, to your daughter that you're you go to play parties like did she find something and that's why you admitted to her did she ask you like no, why, thought, why aren't you with a woman so, uh, if, if i told her no if i told her that i'm that i'm going so so i'm going and one time actually i start kind of dating one of the uh, i start dating a girl and that used to be a pro dom and she was a pro dom okay she, she was uh High to high hand escort girl. High end escort, okay. Uh-huh. Then she moved and then she was one of the Heidi Fleiss girls. Do you remember the case? Yes, of course. So she was a Heidi Fleiss high end escort. Now did you meet her because you hired her? Not for uh, escort. She used to work in a dungeon in L.A. after the old case blew up. And then she stopped escorting and she started working just as a... Dom, a pro-dom. As, as a pro-dom. Oh, okay. I, I met her then. And then it's... Uh, and then we started kind of dating for a short while. And one time she met... She came with me and she met my daughter... We became friends. Unfortunately, then I moved to San Francisco and we lost touch. But it's so when my daughter asked me how I met her, I told her in the play party. <laughs> right. And she was cool with that, your daughter. Yeah. 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 How did you, how long did you date that pro Dom ex Heidi Fleiss escort? And why aren't you with her now? I dated her only for like a month or two. Okay. Because I was living in uh, L.A. back then, and then I moved from L.A. to San Francisco to go back to school. 
So it was too far. You were too far from her, but you did date yep. her for a short time, one or two months. Yeah. Yep. And now, have you ever had any long-term relationships besides that one or two month thing? I mean, you were married for three times and you've never been married since, but in the 17 years that you've been single, have you had any long-term girlfriends and did you bring them into the lifestyle with you? No. I, I'm a friend with a couple of girls that they were in the business and then retired mm-hmm. and and we're still friends, but it's I mostly feel more comfortable with the women that are in the business and know what they're doing and are professionals at it. Right. You it's, like the uh, transactional uh, relationships you, you, you have. You, you see, they say that it's, you know, they promise the Muslims if they blow themselves up, they go to heaven with 72 virgins. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. So can you say that again? Because okay. sometimes with your accent, it's hard to understand, but I want to make sure people hear that. Okay, they're telling the Muslims in the Muslim the radical, community, yes. In the, to the radical Muslims, go blow yourself, kill some people, kill some infidels, and you go to heaven and you'll have 72 virgins waiting for you there. Right. So I, I remember tried, with September 11th with the hijackers, right, that's what it was right. in it for them, <laughs> supposedly, right, right. yeah. So I try to imagine myself sitting in front of 72 virgins, each one holding a a copy of the Kama Sutra, and then trying to tell them what I like. (laughs) A torture. I'd rather have two professionals (laughs) than 72 virgins. Totally. I agree. I don't see what that is. What, you know, what kind of guy wants the virgin? I guess he wants, it's some part of his psyche that wants to take something from the girl. You know, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I get it. Like, you know what you want, you know, you've been married, you yeah. times you have all that. Now you're at the place where you know what you want, do it with the woman. Like I said, it's transactional. Everyone's fucking happy and you're maybe living your best life. Yep, I am. Right? Yep, I am. No complaint. And now how, like, I mean, is this, are, you know, you're 66 years old, you know, and we always wonder as women, like, you know, especially the married women that are like having to fuck their guy, you know, all the time. Like they're maybe hoping that maybe when he's 66, he just doesn't want to fuck as much. Like, I mean, where are you at at your age? Like, you know, you just had this birthday party where you had, you know, a girl on your face and another, you know, you had a threesome, an MFF threesome. I mean, have you slowed down at all or have you just revved it up because you're in this lifestyle and you're just so involved? It depends. It's a... You know, sometimes I can be months at a time on the road and no action happened. And then if I have a week off, I can celebrate a lot. So, but it's, uh, you know, today they have, they got the Viagra and everything's fine. Right. So you have that calm, like eating fantasy. Now, does that translate to other guys as well? Like, do you have you ever hooked up with guys or no? Yeah, it was in a couple of uh, first bystanders. What what they call it's uh, it's one time I went into a dungeon. I met a beautiful girl, and she was the pro dom. We had such a great chemistry. It's uh, my session started for one hour at eleven p.m. and it ended up at six a.m. and then. Uh, she asked me if I'm interested in first buy, and I said, 
Never try. I'm going to try anything. Forced so by? St- is that what you said? Forced by? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So being forced to hook up with a guy. And you had never, though, before that time, you had never done this at any of your play parties or any of that stuff. No. Okay. No. So so the next the next day, she called me and she said, okay, are you available now? I said, yeah. She said, okay, come over. <laughs> so coming over and have a guy on the spanking horse tied up. And one lady is uh, pegging him with a strap on, and she made him suck my dick, my friend. And the other was spanking his back, and she told me, "Yeah, he like once a year to have an extreme session." But, and I said, "Yeah, well, he's <laughs> having all the fun. He's having all the fun. Can try it next time." So. Another time she arranged for me to try to, to be more more of the sub, and it was fine. So you were so, the guy that got fucked in the ass by the girl that was pegging him, and you blew a guy. Is that what you were the second time? Yep. And how did you like that? I loved it. You loved it? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So, like, would you consider yourself, like, heteroflexible? Like, kind of like if... You know, if you're in the mood or you're in the dungeon and something comes up, you know, you're just going to maybe go for it. Why not? Right. I, mean, I forget what that's called. There's different terms for it. But, you know, it's kind of like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything long term. It's just like in the moment. That's what you do because you're in the moment. Some, some call it by curious. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, probably somewhere between what they call by curious to bisexual. Mm hmm. And this is where it stays now. If it gets more, evolve more, I don't know. The future will tell. Well, when was that experience, your first bi experience? How long ago? Uh, that was about 13, 14 years ago. Oh, so it never progressed and you haven't done anything since? Oh, no. I've done a bunch of uh, same scenarios over the time over the years. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just that one. It wasn't just that one time. That was the first no, time, that, and then the then time. you were open to that yeah. for the rest of the time. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I you ask me, I don't like it, and I say if I loved it, so why? If you do something and you like, why not try it again, right? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some people are one and done. You just never know. Listen, I have, you know, I've been doing my show seven years and I always feel like, oh, you could start to maybe make assumptions, but I don't think you can. I mean, every person is very different. And just when I think that I've heard it all or I kind of have a scenario pegged for the way that it goes. Somebody tells me something that's totally different, you know? And so I think it's important to ask always, who knows? You could have maybe done it and loved it, but never wanted to fucking do it again. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were trying to get some funny things that happen to people in bed. Right. Yeah. So one girl said that her, her mother caught her, Giving a blowjob or yeah. parents interrupting the middle yeah. or such a thing. Oh, wow, that's boring, you know. <laughs> I had, let me tell you a funny story. Okay. I had one time, one time I was with a friend. We pick up a girl and we brought her home. And we asked, she was interested in playing a little bit DSM, okay? Yeah. So she's tied up. My friend is fucking her mouse, okay? And I'm spanking her. Now, every time I give her a spank, she wants to say hi, but she has a dick in the mouth. 
so she buys the dick, and my friends say hi. <laughs> so every time I spank her, my friends say, oh! Hilarious. That was so funny. You know, this friend, like you said, me and my friend picked up a girl. Like, So I'm assuming these are friends in the lifestyle community, people that you meet at these parties. or may- It was many, many years ago, and he's not parties, just it was one event. He forgot it. He liked to fuck around a lot and play a little, but he wasn't like in the community or I don't, I don't think that he, I haven't met him for many years. So I don't know what's got to do with him today, but it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the baby mama, right? You had one of those wives is the mother of your child. So I'm assuming you still talk to her. Does she know any yeah, of this my, stuff? My, I have kids from my first and my second one. Okay. So do you, are you in contact with both? And do either one of them know about all of this stuff that you do or any of it? Maybe the second one suspect a little, but I'm not sure that she knows all the detail. Mm-hmm. They know that they do crazy shit and they don't know exactly what. Right. So. They Right. And nor do they probably want to know the specifics. Yeah. But okay, so now I know that most of these things that you do, I'm assuming you got to pay a little bit to go to these play parties, but these other like doms and pro doms that you go to, I mean, do you spend a lot of money in, you know, having all of this SEX in your life or are most of the things you go to free? It depends. Sometimes I go and it's free and sometimes I spend money. When when there is when there is a play party, so Sometimes I'll go by myself and try to find somebody to play with there. Or sometimes I make a session with a pro dom at the, at the play party itself. And then I have one that she knows how to get other people to encourage them to participate as well. But if I wanted to, like two years ago, I made a nice play party just for myself on my birthday. So then, yeah, I took care of the course because I have like... Uh, one, two, three, four, four, four professionals. So, oh, you had to pay them all. You you foot the bill. Yeah, because you know it's your party. It was, just, it was my party. You yeah, know? So of course. If I wanted one of my bucket list was to have a model lying down on the table and sushi all over her body, you have to pay for it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. How much was the biggest party you ever spent? Like, I don't know. I liked prices of things. I mean, how much was that party you did when you had the four professionals? A couple thousand? Like uh, thousand? Let me see. Yeah, about a couple of thousand. Mm-hmm. And when you go to a pro dom and like, I mean, like you said that, oh, I had that one girl and we had such great chemistry and I went in at 11 and it ended at four. Now, like, what do you typically, when you set up an appointment with somebody, what do you typically book and how much around is it? When I go to a party with a pro dom? No, when you hire a pro dom and you go to a dungeon. Oh, so usually they're between uh, 250 to 350 per hour now. Okay. It's... Uh, if you want to extend the time or you have a good relation, so some of them should give you only like 500 or 600 for, uh, for a couple of hours. Right, that's their minimum. So, no, the minimum is usually an hour, and unless, but if it's, if it's in a play party, so then they usually book it for like 90 minutes to two hours. Mm-hmm. And because... It's uh, playing with the same girls in the party for many years. So they usually give me more time and we have more fun. 
And then uh, it depends. And usually if I have some extra, so I tip them extra. It's, right. uh, you know, when it comes to my fun, I'm not thinking about it. Right. And you know these girls, like you said. I mean, a lot of these pro-doms, you've seen the same Yeah, ones. I have I have one that I'm seeing for like 13 years now. So oh, wow. 14 years. Wasn't there one, and I feel like I remember this from our first call, because we had a private call, and I know that you didn't feel like you could call into the podcast because you felt like your accent was too deep and you didn't know whether it would be right, right? I'm hoping uh-huh. that people will be able to understand this. I got to see whether I'm going to air it because I do love this story. What I do remember is that you would become friends with a lot of these pro And there was one in particular that you became very good friends with and you would help some of them. Yeah, yeah, I had a couple of them that, that I helped financially when I could and uh, mentally and gave them support. Even the the one that I was dating that used to be the Heidi Plyce girl. Yeah. So we had a lot of lot of talks. She was uh, she was a very smart girl, very smart woman. Yeah. And, but a lot of the of the women that I met are usually smarter above the average the average girl, the average women. Yeah, interesting, okay? right. And, mm-hmm. And they can do, and they can do a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, okay? yeah. They can do a lot of different things if they just put their heads into it. And then when I start talking to her, and so we talk about finance, and I saw that she got a really good fine head for finance. And I told her that she should try to approach this field, and eventually she did. Mm-hmm. The Heidi Fleiss girl that that product yeah. is that what she does now. When last time we talked, she, that's what she will start doing, yeah? Yeah, that's amazing. So, it's, uh, I found out the girl did going into sex work. Yeah. Very few going into it because they like it and enjoy it. Most of them, when they get into it because they broke and they found out this is the only way they can start making some money. Right. To getting on their feet to get right, but then it, but then it depends how they manage the business and how they manage their money, right? Because because with the, this type of work, a lot of it comes that they start spending on clothing, on drugs, on alcohol, on makeup, and another shit. And at the end, and I've seen women that are in the profession for 35, 30 years. And at the end, they are broke the same way that we, they were when they started. Right. And it's, I think it's sad. Well, I see others that, uh, that knew how to invest the money, buy some properties, you know, went into other fields. It's, uh, and, and made good money even when they decided to retire from it. Right. They were still successful. And can I say what you did before you were a truck driver or no? Before? I know, but can I say what it was? Because it pertains a little bit to the story. Okay, so I know, because we had that private call, that you, and I do private calls, people pay, like I I call it consulting, you know, and like we have like a conversation, but I just don't air it, you know, and that's what you did first. And I remember that you, you know, I know you were an accountant, you know, and this is what's so interesting about you. You've had like, if you were like a, you know, your chapters of your book are just, you've been through so much, right? Here you are at 66, but like you were a guy that, you know, besides your three marriages, you have two daughters, you all, you know, two children, you also were an accountant and now you're a truck driver. I mean, it's, you know, you were, like I said, a serial 
monogamous or just like, you know, and now you're kind of like a fucking swinger. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's very interesting. You've lived many lives. And so I think accountant in you was always coming out with these girls, right? Because you knew how to help somebody with their finances. Yeah. Back in the days, I had a few of them that they used to do their taxes. Yeah. And there was one in particular, didn't it? It was a, it was a devastating thing, but you were actually very close with her, right? Yeah. The, the, the first one was the first bite, then she ended up killing herself. She was bipolar and in and out of mental hospitals, and then she just couldn't take it anymore. Because I remember you were telling me about this relationship with her. Then it was devastating to me because then you told me how it ended, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, terrible. But, you know, it's yeah. it can happen, right? It's not meant for everybody. It, and I've seen some of those girls in the low moment when they talk about their experience yeah. in the sessions. Some of them have scars from it for all their lives. Yeah, terrible. And they probably had scars to begin with. I mean, I've yep. talked to a couple of sex workers, you know, and I love when I talk to the ones because, listen, like anything, it's never going to be 100% one way. Probably the majority of them, like you said, are the ones that they're not getting into it because they love what they're doing. You know, they might be backed into a corner. They need the money. But you do find, and I feel like I have spoken to that 10%. There's a girl I have taped and I haven't aired her yet. She's a little well known. Her name is Frenchie. Frenchie Superstar, they call her. She, she was on under soft underbelly, a soft white underbelly, I think is the name of this YouTube thing. And she was an escort that was interviewed by this guy. And this is what he does. And her video went viral, like 5 million or billion views already. Like, I mean, just, you know, when people were so taken by her and so was I, and, you know, and she would even say like, this is not, and she's a high end escort. She's been in the bunny ranch. She's really interesting to listen to, but this girl loves to fuck. It didn't happen. She was working in a bank. It just kind of like, you got to hear her episode. You know, it's really interesting, but she always gives the disclaimer. Like this is not sex work is not for everybody. Like it could be really bad for most people, you know? It's not. I think you need to be able to collect to disconnect your physical from your mental mm -hmm. to know how to enjoy the physical aspect of but in order to keep your mentality and sanity. Right. Yeah, so I've seen my share of all these different type of girls that went into it. It was once I was in a different country, I went in a brothel there, mm -hmm. and, and a girl started going down on me, and then she started crying, and I mm. asked her, huh? Yeah. And I asked her, what's going on? And she said, well, it's, you're my first client, and I just need to make some money. It's, I have two little kids, and she was she had two little kids, and she was only nineteen. Oh my God! But I want to breathe, but you know, it, I'll overcome. And I told, I told her, "Listen, stop now. If you don't want to do it, I'm going to try the meeting for fifteen minutes. If you come out and change you, if you come out, I'll help you get a real job." Right. So, and I went out. And she came out and I helped her. So, so I helped her, I trained her for a job, and then I helped her rent the place, and I bought her a car. And, it, uh, and, and she was able to start getting on, your feet, on her feet, little by little. Oh, my God, I love that story. So, 
Let's end uh, on that. I love that story. I love your whole story. I really hope people stay tuned and listen because I could understand you. My father's Lebanese, though, so maybe I just know this kind of accent, right? It's like an Arab accent, right? Correct? (laughs) You don't have to say where you're from or anything. But like, I don't know. But it's fine for me. You know, your take on all the different things is really interesting. And I find you entertaining. And your stories are, I'm not going to say interesting again, because I use that word way too much. But it is all interesting to me, especially this kind of stuff, too, mixed in with all the other stuff. I mean, I'm never like just here trying to create porn for people you know (laughs) I love this kind of stuff you know I love I love all of it you know I love like the fact that you were an accountant and then you're a truck driver that you've been married three times I wanted to know why you were married three times like I love people's life stories you know and yours is super interesting and especially where you were and where you wound up in every area of your life and I think you're a good guy I like that aspect of it too but you like to like, you. eat your own cum. And I love that. It makes that in there with everything else. This is the guy that helps the poor girl that's crying instead of getting the blowjob. He sets her up in a fucking house, you know, and you're the same guy getting fucked in the ass by a pro dom. You know, I love all of that. That is you. And, you know, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story, Ron, because I, I think it's really interesting. Thank you. Okay, so you'll be driving your truck listening to your episode soon. I'll let you know when it's going to air. Okay. Okay? And, okay. Did you have okay, fun? Okay, so, huh? <laughs> Did yeah, you have fun? I, I'll, send you, I'll send you the a photo of the initials on my chest. Oh, that's good. Yes, do it. I'd love to see that weirdo branding that you did on your body. Oh, my goodness. People are fucking nuts. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Send that. So I'll put those pictures, your branding pictures up on Patreon. I hope you had fun. I know sometimes people like want to come here and just talk all dirty stuff, but I like all the other things too. So I just think it's a very well-rounded episode. Okay. You had fun? All right. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name.
And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.